This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Today, we're thrilled to be joined by Ian Diamond. Ian is the CEO of Bridgeport Hospital. Bridgeport Hospital is part of the Yale New Haven Health System, uh, a great system. Ian, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? I sure will. Thank you, Scott, and what a pleasure it is to be joining you today. Um, as you said, I'm Ann Diamond, and um, I'm with Bridgeport Hospital. Uh, Bridgeport is the largest city here in Connecticut, and Bridgeport Hospital's 501 beds, and uh, we're a large, complex teaching hospital, and uh, really excited just to kind of share some of my thoughts about what's going on in healthcare today. Thank you. Let me ask you this. What are you seeing at the moment in sort of the area in terms of COVID and stuff like that? Not to digress too far, but give us a quick insight as to what's going on in your area. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, as you know, uh, we're about an hour north of New York City. So uh, during the first wave, the March-April timeframe, um, we got hit pretty hard. And so uh, as an organization, we really rallied together. And uh, I was able to uh, flex up from 501 licensed beds uh, up to 732 beds. And uh, as of this morning, we had about 1,300 COVID admissions uh, beginning uh, back in March uh, through present. So right now I have 20 patients, uh, four of them are in the ICU. Uh, some of them are prone and they're pretty sick. Um, you know, what I'm really most uh, proud of as an organization is our ability to uh, really care for all of these patients in a really patient-centered way. We've had some great outcomes um, and really not experienced that um, health disparity um, among the races that I've heard about in some other parts of our country. So very, very positive um, ability to be able to care for COVID patients. And I'm afraid that uh, we're going to see another wave in the next, uh, next few months. And talk about, thank you very much. It's all, we're all sort of bracing for another wave, more so, of course, in healthcare systems where we're able to deal with it head on. Talk for a moment about Bridgeport Hospital and a few points of pride in the hospital that you oversee that you run. Well, you know, this year has just given us the opportunity to be able to point to many, many different points of pride. But as I shared, you know, our, our response during the COVID pandemic, whether it was the agility, the dedication of our, our staff uh, and physicians, um, the real patient-centered care. But one of the things that I, I think really uh, set us apart was um, our ability to really live our values during um, a pandemic of, of this magnitude. You know, we were able to operate with no layoffs, no furloughs, and we even went uh, so far as to provide a hero's recognition bonus, which I, I think really went very far to uh, make our, our employees and our physicians really feel appreciated. Um, you know, and we did lots of other things um, along the way to ensure that, um, you know, they really felt valued uh, during this, this really unprecedented time. Thank you. And talk about you as a leader, what advice would you give to other leaders or emerging leaders about having terrific careers huh. and being a great leader? Well, yes, well, that's a great question. Um, I think there's probably two pieces of advice I would share. The first one um, is just trust your gut. I mean, some people might call it intuition. Um, others, uh, you know, like uh, Malcolm Gladwell uh, wrote a book a few years ago called Blink, 
and I reread that every couple of years. I really love um, the messages that he shares there. You know, that decisions that are made quickly can be as good or maybe even better than those that, you know, are very um, uh, deliberate uh, thinking process. And that, you know, we're not always aware of the processes that we go through when we make that, that very quick decision. And for the most part, at least in my career, I have found that usually my, my gut instinct is, is right. But what I've really learned to refine as um, I've become, um, you know, a, a, a senior executive is that you have to be aware of those unconscious bias and stereotypes and be able to balance and kind of do a gut check on your, uh, on your intuition. So, um, you know, know the limitations basically of the rapid decision making. And the, the second piece of advice I, I'd share is, um, is really, you know, kind of uh, really got honed during the, the COVID pandemic. And, that, and that's really no matter how effective you are as a leader um, or as a great leader, you need a team. And, um, you know, really ensure that, you know, part of your job as the, the senior executive is to bring your team along with you um, and in all decision making um, and and really help them uh, to really achieve, you know, the, the very best that they can and really be cohesive in decision making. And, and when you look at the next six to 12 months, and you look at what you're prioritizing. What are the big priorities the next six to 12 months, Ann? Well, as an organization um, of the Yale New Haven Health System, you know, we're looking to provide unparalleled value. And so, you know, under that strategic framework, here at Bridgeport Hospital, we're really going to be focusing on ensuring a consistent care signature, and that'll enable us to deliver really world-class care, uh, minimizing system variation, uh, creating equity for everyone, including the populations that we serve. So that that's really our focus. Um, and then I'd say probably growing, continue to grow, meet the patients where they're at. You know, again, through COVID, I think we learned so much around uh, using technology and what patients like and don't like about that technology. Uh, and so kind of being creative and innovative in how we continue to deliver that unparalleled value. And, and take a moment and talk about your career journey. You're CEO of a health system that's magnificent. You're part of one of the most respected health systems in the world. Tell us about your career journey. Well, you know, it's probably a more unique one than most uh, of my colleagues that sit in a president and a CEO chair. Um, I started out as a nuclear medicine technologist. Um, and that was back in the, the late 80s. And, you know, back then I had the opportunity to uh, almost right out of my undergrad to, to start doing some clinical trials work, uh, doing imaging with radiopharmaceuticals, and, uh, and radiation safety were really areas that I loved. So I, I've had the opportunity to work directly with patients, and I just learned so much from that early experience. Um, but I, at that time, I had no desire uh, to be a senior leader. Um, you know, back then, if I thought if I could just be the chief tech of nuclear medicine, I will have achieved my, my career goals. And it was really through uh, just tremendous mentorship, um, uh, you know, through the years that they kept challenging me, like, you've mastered this, let's try that, let's move on. Um, and, and I even took a, a decade outside of acute care, uh, worked for a, a very large international R&D company. And again, you know, really saw healthcare 
um, from an international perspective, and that that really helped me kind of come back into acute care with uh, with a different perspective. Somewhere along the way, I decided to get a law degree, and uh, and that's been very helpful, um, particularly in the the very um, uh, you know, co collaborative world that we work in with mergers, acquisitions, et cetera. So that's been really great. And uh, and now um, I'm actually looking for a second doctorate degree. I'm in the process of deciding uh, exactly what that's going to be and uh, where I'm going to attend. But um, it's, it's definitely going to be in the area of security and safety, uh, specifically as it relates for hospitals disaster preparedness response etc so really excited uh, about you know being a lifelong learner and uh, bringing that back to uh, Yale New Haven Health System as uh, part of the value that I can contribute. The, the concept of being a lifelong learner and staying engaged in lifelong learning is it, so important to leadership it's just so critical that you're constantly at least learning trying to learn trying to get better so important. You, you, the law degree make you more or less argumentative or neither? <laughs> I guess that depends who you ask. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'd say probably um, probably a little bit more, but I think what, what the true value of the law degree was, the ability to um, kind of retrain the way I thought about things, the analytical process, um, you know, always going back to the facts and being able to draw the direct lines of sight um, between the facts and, and a conclusion. Um, and I think it also made me a much better writer. So uh, really, um, I'm very glad that I did the law degree, but I'm also really, really interested in healthcare safety and security and uh, everything that uh, is going on right now um, as, as we're, we're recording this um, related to IT security and healthcare is a perfect example of why I think this is just a, a really timely focus for me. What a magnificent example of leadership in a career you are to people. Talk about, you had mentioned mentors. Just take one moment, any specific or couple mentors that you'd like to give a shout out to, and no need to do so, so many to leave somebody out, but there's somebody that you'd like <laughs> to give a shout out to, don't be bashful. No, there's actually three um, uh, that, uh, that that stand out. One was uh, a gentleman by the name of Larry Casson, and he was my first director of radiology when I was a chief tech, and uh, taught me how to do budgets and um, just really understand about hospital administration. Uh, and the second one was the chief operating officer, um, Gary Ross, who really helped me understand what it was like from a an executive perspective and both were very, very, um, you know, just uh, encouraging about the art of the possible in my career. And last is uh, someone that, that passed away recently. Um, his name is uh, um, Joe Orlando and uh, he was a hospital CEO in New York City and New Jersey and uh, was just a, a personal inspiration and mentor for me. So three amazing gentlemen that uh, took a chance on me and uh, I love doing that now. Um, I love doing post-grad fellowships and kind of paying it, uh, paying it back a little bit. Just magnificent. Ian, a great career, a great health system. Thank you so much for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast today. Well, thank you for having me and I look forward to uh, speaking to you again soon.